0: If you have a Bible, open it up to Matthew chapter 1. If you don't have a Bible, grab one of those hardback black Bibles off the seat back in front of you. You can find this passage on page 757. Uh, don't take my word for it. Go make sure it's in there. Merry Christmas, friends. I'm glad that you're here. You could be anywhere this morning. You chose to be here to worship the written and born King Jesus. And so we're going to read today about the story of his birth from Matthew chapter 1. Jesus. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the gift of your word, which is more precious than a thousand pieces of gold and sweeter than honey. We thank you for the gift of fellowship, which is wonderful and warm even when a crowd is small. We thank you ultimately and mostly for the gift of your son who gave himself so that we could know you. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Friends, why is Christmas worth celebrating? Does anyone get off work for your birthday? Are people traveling all around the country to see family for your birthday? Are there lights strung on houses on your birthday? No. This year, as I've driven around and looked at Christmas lights with my family, the thought just keeps coming to me, something happened. Something surely had to have happened to bring about such an epic celebration every year. Something certainly happened 2,000 years ago. And I believe that a Savior came. A Savior was born. And why is Christmas worth celebrating? Because of who Jesus is. He's not just a historical figure, or Christmas might become the byword that President's Day has become. He's not just a great teacher, or we might remember his birthday, but we certainly would have celebrated with such extravagance every year. He's not just another leader. He is fully God, and he can fully save you from your sins. Jesus is fully God, and he can fully save you from your sins. And that's why Christmas is worth celebrating, friends. Because of who it was that was born. And so what I want to do is walk through this story with you very briefly this morning. And in this story, I want to show you two names for Jesus that teach us about who he really is. And these two names will come together to show us that he's fully God and he can fully save you from your sins. So that if you're feeling weary this morning under the weight of your own guilt and shame... Know that Jesus can come and not halfway make you feel better, but he can fully save you from your sins. And the reason he's able to do that is because he is fully God. The first name for Jesus revealed in this story is Jesus. And that reveals that he is the Savior. Jesus, the Savior. Christ came to earth in an astounding way and with an astounding mission. And that astounding mission was to save sinners, bring us back God. So the story begins, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, so they were preparing to be married but hadn't yet uh, joined together in union, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Over and over again in this verse, Matthew seems to be stumbling over his words to prove to you again and again that Mary and Joseph had not known one another intimately yet. They'd only been betrothed, not married. Before they came together, she was found to be with child. And this child did not come from Mary's unfaithfulness. Knowing another man, this child came from the Holy Spirit. The child was born of a virgin. Now, why does that matter? And we really believe that. This isn't just incidental. It's not just a fact that you could take or leave, maybe throw out, maybe keep it if you want to, if you want to be traditional. We really believe that Jesus really was born of a virgin, and we really believe that it matters. Why does it matter? Well, he was born as a man, but not just a man. There's a lot of continuity between Jesus and the rest of humanity. Every man and woman that came before him was born of a woman, there's a lot of continuity. But there's also a lot of discontinuity because no one had ever been born of a virgin. Jesus had to be born of a virgin to prove that he was a man fully, but he wasn't just a man. And his coming in this way also reveals the spectacular amount of grace that God is pouring out on his people. He saves us by grace. Jesus comes into the world with absolutely no effort from humanity. He was born of a virgin from the Holy Spirit. God does the work to bring Jesus into the world with no effort from man. And the salvation that Jesus was coming to bring, likewise, was from no effort from man. Friends, Jesus offers you today full salvation from your sins, freely, of grace. Many people believe that the message of Jesus could be boiled down to, maybe you should be a better person and your life might work out a little bit better. Many people believe that the message of Jesus is, if you come to church enough times, then you go to heaven and not hell when you die. And that's not the message of Jesus. It's so much better than that, and it's so much bigger than that. Jesus comes not to say, I could make your life a little bit better, Jesus comes to say, with no effort on your part, I can save you from your sins. Take all of your guilt away and give you grace and love and mercy. Story continues, verse 19. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Joseph isn't self-righteously condemning Mary. I can't believe you would run around with another man and become pregnant. He's divorcing her to free her from cultural shame, to free her from the penalty for adultery and for breaking a betrothal. Verse 20, but as he considered these things, so he's making a plan, but God has a better plan. As he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. The baby that was to be born was not a result of Mary's sin, but a result of God's plan. Not a result of Mary's unfaithfulness to Joseph, but God's faithfulness to his people. So even though we'd rebelled against God a thousand times, God was launching a plan to save. Jesus came in an astounding way to do an astounding work. Verse 21, She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Why? For he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means my God is my salvation. And Jesus' name is an illustration of his purpose. Think about in the olden days, last names were assigned to people usually based on their profession. So if your last name was Plowman, then your, your ancestors were probably working in a field somewhere, plowing the field. If your last name is Smith, then your ancestors were probably a blacksmith or a metalsmith or some kind of metal worker like that. Jesus, illustra- Jesus' name is an illustration of his purpose, of his work. He came to save. What does it mean to save? It means that something has gone wrong and needs to be stopped. It means that someone is in danger and needs to be helped. What is it that's gone wrong? Well, sin had entered the world. He makes it plain in verse 21. He will save his people from their sins. Sin entered the world very close to the beginning. And as a result, all of the world is broken and cursed. The reason that there's suffering in the world is because sin is in the world. This was not the way God designed it, that there would be a world full of war and cancer and earthquakes. And lying and cheating and unfaithfulness. God's plan was for a perfect world with no suffering at all. But the world was cursed as a result of sin. But far worse than the suffering we experience in this life is that our sin also leads us to separation from God. Because of our sin, because of our guilt, we cannot be with God as we were made to be. And so who was in danger that needed to be rescued? Everyone. Everyone who has sinned, which is all of us. You know, we all like to admit nobody's perfect. But we often fail to realize how urgent that is, how dangerous that is. Because our God is perfect, and He's called all of us to be perfect as He is perfect. To fail to reach God's perfect standard is to earn and deserve condemnation, separation from God forever. And this suffering that we experience today will barely be a foretaste of the torment that we will experience apart from God forever. There is a serious consequence for our sin because we have failed to meet God's perfect, unchanging standard. What does it mean to save? means that something's gone wrong and that someone needs rescuing. What had gone wrong? Sin had entered the world, separating us from God. And so who was in danger? Everyone. You were in danger. Jesus came into the world to save you from your sins. And how did he do it? He did it by living a perfect life where we couldn't live. Jesus never sinned. He was always kind. Always did the right thing. Always honored God. Always honored others. He protected the outcasts. He spoke truth to power. He followed the law with perfect precision. Never sinned. But Jesus' life climaxed with his death, his execution for crimes that he didn't commit. When Jesus died on the cross, he wasn't being killed for his crimes. He had none. He was being killed for my sins and for your sins, friend. So that if you trust in Jesus, there is no penalty left for you. The wrath that we have earned from our sin has been poured out on Jesus. And that's why he came. But death could have no hold of him, friends. So he rose victoriously from the dead three days later. And he's still alive today. He's still trustworthy today, friends. So look to him in faith and find life and healing. He really is able to save you today because he is alive. Friends, is Jesus just an activity for you? Is he just a cultural trapping? Oh, yeah, it's Christmas. ought to remember something about Jesus. Oh, it's Sunday. I should probably go to church. Is he an activity or is he actually your hope? Your only hope? As in, if someone were to ask you, if you died today, why would God let you into heaven? And you would say, my only hope is Jesus' blood. And that you wouldn't even begin to think for half a second, I've been a pretty good person. Because we know we haven't. Christ alone can bring meaning to your life. Christ alone can bring you forgiveness for your sins. And so Christians, in the midst of picture-perfect holiday activities today, don't forget to remember, to reflect on the fact that Christ came to save us from our sins. And when we leave the picture-perfect trappings of Christmas, and we get back into the real world tomorrow, Remember, in the midst of your hidden sin, in the midst of your nasty habits that you can't seem to shake, Jesus came to offer forgiveness. Jesus is a savior of sinners. The name Jesus means God is my salvation. The Bible says over and over and over again that only God can save, and that's what he came to do. The second name for Jesus that I want you to see in this story is Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus was not just an extraordinary man with an extraordinary purpose. Jesus Christ is God. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. The birth of Christ was predicted hundreds and hundreds of years before Christ was born. In fact, Matthew's about to quote a prophecy from the book of Isaiah, which was spoken about 700 years before Jesus was born. And notice, this is what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. This wasn't just any old plan. This was God's plan. It was always God's plan to send His Son into the world. History is not random. God has a plan. He is working. He is bringing it about. And it will certainly come about. It will certainly certainly be completed. God proved his ability to fulfill his own plans in the bringing his son into the world in an astounding way. And that proves to us that he will complete his plan on the last day. That every sin will be paid for. And so there's an urgency today, friends, to trust in Christ, to look to Christ, to find life and healing. Because your sin will be paid for either in cross or in hell. So look to Christ and find life. And what did the Lord speak by a prophet? Verse 23, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Again, Jesus was born. That is a profoundly human thing. And yet he was born of a virgin. And that is a profoundly unhuman thing. This reality points to the fact that Christ really is a man able to die to pay for your sins. And it points to the fact that Christ really is God. He is fully God. He is the king of the ages. Verse 24. When Joseph woke from sleep, He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Friends, the Savior had arrived. The most blessed gift that anyone could give you this Christmas or any time was a Savior, and God has provided it. Friends, I'm just a man, but Christ is not He is able to save you fully because he is fully God. If he wasn't fully God, he could not have the authority to pronounce your sins forgiven. He could not have the authority to declare a sacrifice on a cross in your place was acceptable. Only God has that authority. Only God has authority to save. And he has, friends, he has saved you from your sins. Friends, Jesus is God. He's Emmanuel, and that means he is God. And that means that he demands your entire life, not perfunctory religious service. What good could that possibly do? He's God. We read earlier in the service that a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us. Oh, that's nice. Christmas, baby in a manger, that's sweet. And the government will be on his shoulders. As in, every ruling force rests entirely, its foundation is entirely on Jesus. He's the ruler of the world. And we think that we might placate him by pretending to offer him some religious service. We pretend that he might be pleased by some perfunctory church going or by some perfunctory moralism. And friends, it's not the case. He's God, He has no need of anything from you. And He's the only God. He is not one option to choose from the buffet. He is God alone. He's the owner of everything. He came as a baby in a manger, but he's not just a baby in a manger. He's a king on a throne. He can't just be part of your life. He needs to be the center of your life because he owns your life. Jesus Christ is God, but he's not just God. He's God with us. That's what Emmanuel means. God with us. Even though he had no obligation to us, friends, he saved us. We were traitors, rebels, guilty, sin stained, and he saved us. He didn't have to do that. Why did he do that? Because he loves us. Because he loves you. And that's why Jesus is the best Christmas present that I could offer you today, friends. And so if you're not a Christian today, know that there is great urgency for you to know this Christ who came at Christmas to set you free. He is fully God. He needs nothing from you. He is fully God with us. He offers everything to you. If you you want to know more about what it means to be a Christian, then come and talk to me after the service or whoever brought you here today. We'd love nothing more than to spend our Christmas afternoon sharing with you more about, about the glorious truth that Christ came to save sinners. I'm going to invite the music team back up as they come up, I want to remind you one more time, Jesus is fully God, and because of that, he can fully save you from your sins. So look to him today, friends, to find life, real life, real forgiveness, real mercy. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the gift of your son. And we pray that we would enjoy him forever. We pray that we would stop pretending, but that we would know that you are our only hope. Jesus, I thank you that you're God. We praise you because you are the eternal one, the almighty one, the everlasting one, the never changing one, the almighty one. And I thank you that you're God with us. You're the merciful one and the gracious one. And you came not to bring condemnation, but to bring salvation for our sins. Thank you. Oh God, you are such an astounding Savior. And we thank you. We praise you. We give you endless praise because you are worthy of it. Thank you. I pray that we would find life in your name today and every day. It's for your name we pray. Amen.